and the gap between science and spirit, I think, is going to close. Welcome to The Lavender Lifestyle, the podcast on personal growth and lifestyle design. My name's Eileen, and I'm here to guide you to become a master artist of life. Every Sunday, you'll get new insight and inspiration on how to create your dream life. After the episode, the conversation continues in our Lavender Lifestyle Facebook group, so I can't wait to see you there. Life is an art. Make it your masterpiece. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Lavender Lifestyle. It's your host, Eileen. Today, I'm going to interview an author that I admire and respect and who's also a ton of fun. So it's Teresa Chung, and I've actually had her on my podcast before. If you go to episode 50, you can listen to our first interview together, but I just love her so much. Her energy is so great. How we first got connected is also a fun story. It was when I was in high school. The local bookstore in my town was going out of business, as they do and I was looking through like the clearance section and I found this book called The Element Encyclopedia of Birthdays which has a page for each day of the year describing the horoscopes and all that stuff based on your birthday and I loved that kind of stuff so that book became a staple that I would always go back to for fun it's something that I would share with all of my friends and help everyone look up their birthdays I also ended up getting another book by her which is The Element Encyclopedia of 20,000 dreams and I have that on my iPad and there was a time when I would dream dreams and like in the morning I would look up what those dreams meant just looking up the symbols and stuff and that was pretty fun so fast forward to sometime last year I just looked at my book on the shelf and I was like hmm I wonder who this lady Teresa Chung is let me try to look her up. Let me try to see if we can get her to come on my podcast. So that's what we did. And after meeting her or getting to talk to her online, I just fell in love with her energy. You would think that by the type of books that she writes, you know, the very spiritual about angels and dreams, like you would think that she's kind of like a up in the air, strange lady, but she's actually a very real down to earth woman who has such a passion and zest for life. She is just so cool. She is constantly learning and exploring. So to give you a little more background on Teresa Chung, Teresa is a Sunday Times best-selling author in the fields of spirituality, dreams, the science of the paranormal, angels, and the afterlife. Born into a family of spiritualists, she has over two decades experience, both personal and professional, and a master's degree in theology and English from King's College, Cambridge. So today we're talking about Teresa's two newest books. One is called The Premonition Code and the other is called Rituals. We're going to spend a lot of time talking about where spirituality meets science because that's what she's trying to do with her book Premonition Code and it's so fascinating. I would say keep an open mind, take a listen to this interview, fall in love with Teresa and maybe you'll learn a thing or two. Hi, Teresa. Welcome back to The Lavender Lifestyle. Hello, Lavender. I'm really happy to be here. I'm excited to have you on again. And this time we're talking about your two new books. You're quite busy, aren't you? Like writing two books. Oh, that's yeah. just the half of it. I've done loads more as well. Oh and I, you know, I'd talk to you about that at the end if you want, if you've got time. <laughs> oh, definitely. I'd like to hear what else you're working on. Thank you. Let's talk about The Premonition Code and Rituals. As an author, how did you decide 
decide on what books to write? Like, where did your inspiration come from for these books? Well, as you know, I'm a spiritual writer, write about all topics, new age. And it's actually just developing my journey in a way. One of the criticisms I've had as a paranormal author or psychic development author or new age author is where is the science? Mm -hmm. What you talk about is all personal, anecdotal, but there's no science So in the Premonition Code, I thought, all right, I'm going to team up with one of America's top neuroscientists, Dr. Julia Mossbridge. This woman has been published in the American Psychological Association Journal. She knows her stuff. And we're going to examine whether precognition is a reality. And if it is, what exercises you can do to develop it. So in a way, this book is to answer some of the critics that I've had over the two decades I've been writing, where is the science? This wouldn't hold up with scientists. And I hope that this book, Premonition Code, does. It's not like my other books. My other books are much more comforting because I tend to come from a personal perspective and have reader stories. And we talk about it from a very sort of spiritual level. This book is scientific. It's a kind of a marriage between science and spirit. And that's why some of my readers might be almost a bit alarmed because we're going into physics here we're going into things that we would have learned at school and and maybe have forgotten is time travel possible how can we see the future if it hasn't happened yet all these questions and what scientists have been studying about precognition and we've tried to put it in the book so if you read this book you will know more about the science of precognition than any person on the planet because we've tried to gather all the studies and as much information as we can together And my role really was to try, and I hope I did, to to make the science understandable. Because I'm not a scientist. I was very much an artist at school and a spiritual writer and thinker. I I, I figured if I could understand it, I hope other people can (laughs) when they read it. Yeah. Well, I'm also curious how the book came to be. Did you approach Dr. Julia Mossbridge about the topic or did she already have interest in this topic? How did you connect? Like, did you approach the book as a scientific experiment as well? Yes. Like you weren't sure what results you would get? What was that process? Well, Dr. Julia Mossbridge, I must tell a bit about her. She is the expert, one of the world experts, I would say, in precognition and she studies the possibility of seeing into the future time travel she's also an expert on dreams and transcendent states and her book transcendent mind was published last year by the american psychological association and created a bit of controversy because it was the first academic book of its kind to acknowledge the possibility that you can that that we are separate from our bodies that our spirit can exist separate from our bodies that we can have transcendent state so she's quite something how I got in touch with her is that about four years ago when I first went online I hadn't been online before I was just very much a writer one of my readers encouraged me to start going on Facebook or whatever uh, And um, the criticism I got, where is the proof, where is the science? So I went on a search to try and find the science to back up some of these things that I write about, which is near-death experiences, which is having visions or premonitions or intuition that saves your life, these kind of stories. And I wanted to find out where science is, is at. And I mm-hmm. found the Institute of Noetic Sciences in the States, which is the, the lead scientist there is Dr. Dean Radin. And he has a team of seven scientists, of which Dr. Julia Mossbridge is one. And they are studying scientifically consciousness mm. or, or paranormal experiences. And I yeah. found that absolutely riveting. So I invited them to 
talk on my page about their research Mm -hmm. and the reaction on my page was amazing people did actually want to know about the science of the paranormal for example if you've had a dream of a departed loved one what does science say about that Mm. if you've had a vision and then three or four days later that vision comes true what is going on there near-death experiences afterlife encounters these are all Science is now actually starting to study all this as data. I found that very interesting. And because I have written a best-selling book on dreams, uh, The Element Encyclopedia of 20,000 Dreams, obviously I was drawn to Dr. Julia because she's their dream. She has a dream database there and she studies dreams, premonitions in dreams. And the two of us just kind of clicked, really. And I asked her to do an interview for my website. And then just this idea came up. Let's try and put all your amazing science, which is is currently hidden in scientific and academic journals. People don't know about it. Let's try and make it accessible Mm -hmm. in a book for the general reader. And at the same time, let's conduct a global scientific experiment into the reality of precognition. And www.thepremonitioncode.com is doing just that. It's totally free of charge. Dr. Julia Mossbridge is, is in charge of the training there. And it's a place where people can go to record their premonitions to do training in how to be more precognitive, and precognitive means the ability to see the future. If that's possible, we don't know. We're not knowing 100%, but there are a lot of people who who have precognitive experiences that come true, and we and this website wants to collate that data and study it. So when people read the premonition code and go onto the website to answer the quizzes and try the exercises, they are actually taking part in a global scientific study into the reality of precognition. And we believe this is the first of its kind to do that. Um, we're kind of like leading the way. <laughs> yeah. And they're, so they're still figuring it out. Yes. They're still doing the tests and studies. Wow. Oh my goodness. I get goosebumps hearing about this because I think you are so at the forefront of connecting science with consciousness, spirituality, all of these things that we intuitively know of but cannot scientifically explain yet. And this is just like bridging the gap and it's so exciting to hear it's crazy it's scary as well I mean the criticism you get I found from both parts actually because I represent in the book I'm kind of representing the spiritual approach and Dr. Julia who is probably the dominant voice in the book actually Mm. is representing the scientific thing because I thought well I've written loads of spiritual books Mm -hmm. out there Mm -hmm. this is a time for science to have its voice and, and see if we can kind of marry the two and I've had criticism because my readers say it's very difficult to understand and and everything like that. It's not as comforting as your your usual books. But I say that's exactly what I wanted. I wanted this book to make a statement to say, all these years I've been writing about the paranormal. I've been writing about spirituality. I've been collecting reader stories. I've been interpreting dreams, tarot, astrology, all these things I've been writing about, but I've only written about it from an anecdotal, personal perspective. Mm -hmm. I wanted to bring in the science. And Julia, Mm -hmm. of course, the scientific community is like, what are you doing (laughs) in a way? You know, this this, this lady writes about angels and astrology. Yeah. So she's a remarkably brave lady to do what she does. But she must be so brave. If you follow yeah. Dr. Julia, she does amazing things. I mean, she's very she's a true scientist because she lives the spirit of experiment. She has an open wow. mind. Wow. And I just wish every scientist was was like her, really, that she will try and she will experiment and she'd be open minded 
to, to, to trying new approaches. And she, of course, wants to get her research out there because her research into precognition has really made important breakthroughs. Some of her research shows that the body, for example, through raised heart rate or increased sweating, can predict an event before it happens, before it knows it's going to happen, that the body has some kind of precognitive ability. And she's done studies on that, which, as I say, published in scientific journals to show that it's called presentiment, where the body picks up the future before it happens. Wow. <laughs> it's so interesting. <laughs> well, I, I want to ask, since you met up with Dr. Julia Mossbridge and you've learned more about her science, has there been anything that surprised you about everything that you know about the spiritual world and those experiences? What scientific explanations have surprised you or maybe helped explain certain things that you've known? Well, basically the fact that there is science proving what mm -hmm. many of us in this field have kind of intuitively known or, or sensed or felt all our lives. Um, and to see that there are now studies showing that there's something there, that this is real, for me, has been the biggest revelation. As I said, Dr. Julia's studies into precognition, mm -hmm. uh, studies into near-death experiences and afterlife encounters, yeah. all of these have just been like, oh my goodness, science is proving. Because yeah. I mean, when you work in the field that I do, sometimes you do think, am I going mad? Is this all in my mind? You know, there is <laughs> always doubt. Exactly. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, because I think when you doubt, it forces you to question further and try and find out, find out more. But sometimes you can think, this is all nonsense. Yeah. You know, all there, all there is is this material world and nothing more. But then when you're actually seeing that there are scientists now studying consciousness and the inner world, the world of feelings, because that's what the Institute mm -hmm. of Noetic Sciences is. Noetic means the inner world. Science is now paying attention to feelings mm. separate from the body, studying it and how it affects us and how it impacts us. And that is, it's such an exciting time to be alive, I think, right wow. now. And science is just becoming so open-minded. And I wonder if it's because there are more women scientists now that we are studying consciousness <laughs> and might be. in the world more. And that, that's, that's very interesting, I think, because when it was more male-dominated, it was very much like, you know, you, external, you study the external. Mm. And I think there is a shift now in science to studying the impact of the internal yeah. The invisible yeah. world, the feeling, thoughts, dreams. Yeah. For example, with dreams and different dream scenarios, what exactly, how do they study it? What exactly are they finding about that? I'm just curious what the science is. Well, dreams, I mean, dreams, what are dreams? I mean, we still don't quite know. How is it possible? And I'm sure most people have had this. I mean, I know I certainly had that you've had a dream and then it plays out again two or three days later. These are premonitions have been well recorded throughout history that is amazing with dreams also mm -hmm. studies have shown that people who dream of departed loved ones mm -hmm. they are able to move forward with their grief sooner than people who don't suggesting that this potentially be an afterlife visitation offer, offering comfort all these mm -hmm. i mean dreams i i mm -hmm. scientists are now studying dreams and mm -hmm. basically why do we dream yeah what's happening there what world are we in there and we, we still don't know but they, the fact that they are actually studying it now whereas before if you've gone back like 30 years or so 
it'll be it's a dream it's nonsense it's imagination exactly they wouldn't even look at it back no, then no this is so brilliant and there's scientists now who specialize in it that's so exciting and basically what we do is what well, we are not a scientist but they recording <laughs> dreams is the first most important thing to try and see patterns mm-hmm. i mean julia dreams of a of a global dream database where maybe we can see through people's dreams mm-hmm. to predict the future she talks about a google map of the future she's very futuristic lady um very inspiring <laughs> yeah <laughs> but as I say I struggle to deal with the science because I'm not going to pretend to be a scientist and that was my role That's in true. the book yeah. and it was very humbling actually working with someone who is a neuroscientist and of course you know she'd use all this terminology mm-hmm. and I'd say I don't understand I don't understand <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that's interesting. I'm just grateful at this age and stage in my life that I've been able to co-author with, with a scientist. And I hope as the legacy I leave behind is to show, move the move the movement forward, that there is science to what we're talking about. Yeah. We, it's early days yet. Because yes. as I said, scientists are only just beginning to explore this now. But it's going mm-hmm. to, to, to gather momentum I see. in the years mm-hmm. that come. And the gap between science and spirit, yes. I think is going to close so fast Mm. it's going to close definitely i i believe so too eventually let's take a break with our sponsor blinkist if you're like me you have a huge list of books you want to read and it's always expanding it feels like you'll never get to finish reading all of them well our sponsor blinkist has you covered Blinkist is an app that takes thousands of best-selling non-fiction books and distills them down to their most impactful elements, so you can listen and learn in under 15 minutes, all on your phone. I love listening to Blinkist in my free time. I like creating tags for topics so I can listen to different things depending on my mood, for example, creativity, business, psychology, or health. The huge library on Blinkist features timeless classics like Getting Things Done by David Allen to current Amazon bestsellers like You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero, two of my favorite books. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash Lavendaire to start your free seven-day trial. That's Blinkist spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. Blinkist.com slash Lavendaire to start your free seven-day trial. You can cancel anytime. Again, that's Blinkist.com slash Lavendaire. And I wanted to ask this because it was mentioned on the website about the book. What are the most common premonitions that people experience and why? Most common premonitions, some of them can be quite trivial. For example, you have a dream that somebody the next day is going to wear a specific color and they do. (laughs) And you can say, well, what's the point of that? It's a waste of time. But even having what you would perceive as relatively trivial premonitions, they are an indication that this is your precognitive muscle is there waiting for you to train it. Because what we say on the website, it's a bit like musical ability. You know, you need to practice. Precognition is a muscle that you need to develop. And just if you're a musician, you'd need to practice Mm -hmm. daily to get better. Mm -hmm. It's the same with precognition. So if you do have things like that, that you have a dream and you find it playing out in in daily life, even if it's something very, very trivial, this is a sign that you really need to start working that and see where it can Mm -hmm. take you. Because studies also show that the more people train and think about the possibility of precognition, the more people 
have a go at precognition training exercises, the better they can get at sensing the future, predicting the future. So it tends to be in the early stages, unless you're an advanced precog, and we have actually in, in the website, that people who actually score well above average on the test make it into the Hall of Fame, and they can actually call themselves scientifically validated precogs, a bit like minority report, really. <laughs> um, positive precogs, yeah. we call them. But with, with scientific validation, and they will get a certificate to show that scientifically, because the tests that Judith has devised with her team on the website are absolutely scientific. There's no way that anyone, that a, a, any possibility of fraud or cold reading. And if you pass those tests or score above average, you can make it to the Hall of Fame. And that, that's very exciting that somebody can actually be a scientifically validated precog meaning that they can sense that they have the ability to sense future the future more than other people i find that very exciting so to go back to your question a lot of premonitions tend to be fairly trivial ones early on but then you can get some dramatic ones literally which are life-saving um, where people have a vision of a potential accident or something and avoid going there and then the accident happened. We have I have received story after story after story like that from people who've had dreams, powerful dreams or powerful senses about the future oh, and that wow. has actually saved their lives. Those really worth studying. And then, of course, there are people actually... Sorry, for those situations, do you think the precognition is more of a warning for people? Because I was going to ask, even if someone can see a bit into the future, is it possible to change? I don't know. Yes. Okay. We, we talk about that. How The future is set, but it's also not set. Mm. We always have free will and choice. For example, if you drop a plate, that plate's going to fall on the floor. However, it's possible that if you know it's going to fall, that you can put your hand out and catch the plate. I see. So that's wow. what we're trying to say with precognition. It gives you a future that is set if you continue in the current path, if you continue doing what you're doing. However, if you don't like what you see in that future, there's an, a potential put your hand out and catch that plate and stop it falling if you see what I mean and wow. that is very difficult to explain and we try and explain it scientifically and how experiments have proved that as well but yes it is possible the future is fixed mm. but it's not <laughs> well I I kind of understand it's it's almost as if listening to that it might be a sign from the universe kind of if you stay in this path this may happen but yeah it, it's kind of a, like a shock it's trying to shock you to change into a better path you're very wise. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the more you, you train your psychic abilities or your precognitive abilities, the better able you are to sense when the future ahead is, is going to be dark or difficult mm. and to make the required changes to create a better future for yourself. Because that's the whole point, actually, of this precognition experiment is to help everyone mm -hmm. create a better future for themselves and, and the planet. Um, because every time somebody improves their life, it helps helps the planet. Yeah. That, that's the ambitious vision, that everybody becomes more attuned to kind of makes friends with their future self and wants their future self to be more positive yeah. and, and have a more happy, fulfilling life. And we hope that by training precognitively that you can, you can start doing that. You can start really sensing future outcomes. I mean, that would be wonderful if you could wake up and you could... You could kind of sense the day ahead and, and make 
the, the right choices. Yeah, to me, it actually sounds like precognition is the next level of intuition. It's like intuition on steroids because we already. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> well, because we we already have intuition, which gives us that feeling inside. Well, we can't explain why it happens, but it gives you like this bad feeling when you're around a person who maybe is not a good person, or this bad feeling that if you take this choice and if you say yes it won't be a good outcome so i i kind of think we all have a little bit of that in us already through intuition but precognition is like a visual version oh yeah actually precognition really is the scientific term for intuition but as you say it's not quite intuition it's intuition plus one exactly intuition is a sense um precognition is a knowing a, re- a genuine precognition is when you just know. And people often say, well, how can I know if it's a pre- premonition or precognition? Because premonition and precognition are kind of very, very similar. They are actually similar, mm-hmm. just subtle differences scientifically. But how can you know the difference between precognition and intuition? With precognition, you always want to take action. There's no hesitation. You just mm-hmm. know. When you get that feeling, that I want to take action now. Intuition is a sense and it makes you doubt and it makes you question. It's a sense that thing, it, it, it is a sense that something's going to happen, but you're still asking questions. With precognition, that is an absolute certainty. Oh, wow. I know. I mean, I had this myself 20 or so years ago. It was my most powerful premonition when I was at a junction and I, I was actually supposed to turn left, but for some reason, I knew I had to turn right. And wow. I did avoid a massive accident because of that. And it was just like, I need to turn right. And I don't know why. And that's what happens. You tend to take action when you have a premonition. You, you catch a glimpse of a future or you, you sense something and you take action. That, that, that's what often happens. And that's what people, when people write to us about their premonitions. It, it has encouraged them to do something. For example, one of our stories is a, a lady, her children were playing in a paddling pool and she just knew she had to take them out. Mm. And a minute mm. or so after she'd taken them out, some dogs charged in, oh, you know, quite yeah. vicious dogs. But she didn't know that the dogs were around. It just something said, I need to take action. I, I don't know why, but I've got to do this. That's real premonition. Yeah, it's it's so interesting. Wow. And since we're kind of short on time, I would like to move on to talk about rituals as well, because I want to talk about that book. But is there anything else that you want to say about the premonition code or about precognition for our listeners? No, it's as I said, if, especially if you're a science geek, www.thepremonitioncode.com. It's the future there, really. You'll meet not only Dr. Julia Mossbridge in her, pre, go to the precognition training portal. It's totally free. Log in, have a go. It'll be like, a bit like going back to university <laughs> where you'll get some lectures from some amazing scientists on there. And then some of the testing and the quizzes and see how you do, how you rank. Because we've got people there doing the, the, the tests and, and seeing how they rank. And you can do it daily. It doesn't matter if you, if you mess up and it doesn't work out that what you predicted. Because we have thousands of images on the, the website. And the, the aim of the, the training is to get you to predict what image the computer's going to pick. Oh. And, you know, the first time you do it, it may not, you may not get it. You may be completely off. But don't let that put you off. Keep training. Keep trying. It's a work in progress, you know, and you can improve over time. That is so interesting. So are you personally working on improving your precognitive muscle? I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. It's hard work. Yeah. It is not easy. 
you know, to become a positive precog, a scientifically validated positive precog, and there are people like that, is tough. It's not, you know, you need the time and you need the discipline. And I'm trying. I'm not there yet, not in any way, but I've never claimed to be psychic. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, I have my moments, but uh, training it scientifically is tough. But if you want to see what the, where the science where the science is at, wow. go and check out that website. It makes it accessible because the thing is, before nobody know, knew about it, it was all hidden. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll definitely link that in the show notes so all the listeners can go check that out thank and you. train their precog muscle as well. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing. So fascinating. So let's talk about rituals. Your other book, which is um, a little more lighthearted, right? It's a yes. a book about important rituals for living a fulfilled and happy life. Yes. So why rituals? Why are they so important? Well, rituals because I felt that there's so much emphasis in new age personal transformation right now on positive thinking i mean that i grew up with that the positive thinking mantra mm-hmm. affirmations um if you can dream it you can do it visualizations meditation mindfulness that's dominated saturating the market and that book uh, the secret mm-hmm. of course you know swept yeah. the world didn't it you know that everybody you know you think therefore you are mm-hmm. And I tried it like everybody else. I did all my, you know, all my life I've believed in the power of positive thinking. And I still do because without positive thinking, you can't, you know, positive thinking is a vital ingredient. It's got to start with the idea. But it's never really worked for me. Sometimes I've been relentlessly positive when I've worked on a book or a project. And it's still, it's crashed and burned, you know. And I often used to blame myself. Well, I wasn't thinking positively enough. I was being negative because it's very hard to fight negative thoughts and then I began to realize that there was a missing part of the equation which was positive doing there's so much emphasis I think in our movement on thinking Mm. rather than actually doing so I wanted to correct that I wanted to write a book which was the other half of the puzzle Mm. because we all know people in life who are all talk and no action And I suddenly thought, well, maybe the universe is listening to us positive thinkers and saying, I'm waiting for you to actually take action. And then I can actually help you get what you want. Mm -hmm. So it's saying the universe wants to see you do positive doing. And what is the way to be doing something positive? That is ritual. Now, a ritual is a positive action that you give personal meaning to. So it marries positive thinking with positive doing. And all the rituals in the book are very, very simple things. For example, make getting up a bit earlier a ritual. Make not checking your phone a ritual. Or, and it goes through all these things. Make smiling at yourself in the mirror a ritual because studies show that if, even if you fake a smile, you feel better. Yeah. Those little mm-hmm. things, positive actions you can do that actually can transform your life faster than maybe having a positive thought (laughs) see what I mean so that when the universe looks down on you it will think you're viable now Teresa Chung because you're actually doing positive things rather than just living it all in the the realm of dreams and and possibilities Mm -hmm. and it's kind of struck a chord because it's now gone into 14 languages this book wow um and I'm very pleased because I broke into China for the first time two Chinese publishers have embraced this book um, and, and really enjoying it, and, and Russia, and Spain, and Portugal. It seemed to sort of capture people's imagination, because it's so simple. I'm just saying, well, yeah. just simple things each day, 
do do positive things. Positive doing will change your life. And it, mm. it's all based around the Aristotle quote, quote, you are what you repeatedly do. Oh, I love that. I believe that. For example, if you want to lose weight, thinking, visualizing yourself slim all the time, if you don't actually do the action of exercising and maybe mm. looking at your food choices, it, it, it's putting the focus on positive action through the power of ritual. On doing, yeah. And reading all the little rituals that you say in the book, it's impossible not to be happier after doing all these little things. It's, it's more of like, you know that you're going to feel better after like smiling at yourself, waking yeah. up earlier. It's, it's so obvious. If you, yeah. if you go for a run, for example, you may not feel like it. And in your head, you're thinking, I feel miserable. I feel miserable. But if you go for a 20 minute run, you're going to feel better. The action of running would have boosted your mood and your well-being. And studies do show now that it's actions mm -hmm. that actually impact our lives more than our thoughts. Um, because it's, yeah. Your negative thoughts is impossible to eliminate them. Uh, actually, negative thoughts are very necessary because they actually get us. Sometimes they can, you know, be a reminder that we need to maybe try a bit harder. We're always going to have negative thoughts. It's natural. It's a part of life. And I, I do mm -hmm. think that books like The Secret, they make it think like if something doesn't happen in your life, it's because of your thoughts. Mm. And that's such a dangerous way to, mm. I, I don't subscribe to that. I agree. Well, I think you definitely need both sides. You need to work out on it yeah. with a strong mind, but also, like you said, negative thoughts are natural and sometimes necessary. So you do have to take action. I believe in action as well, like consistent action. Yeah. And uh, that, that, that simple message is often in life when something's quite simple, because that's just the simple message that the book brings in that, you know, maybe we've just been missing half the equation. And mm -hmm. if you want your life to change for the better, you've got to start showing the universe with your actions, not your words. Because and I, and I draw the analogy we all know these people who are all talk, mm. they promise, they say they're going to do something and then they don't. How does that make you feel? It makes you feel let down. And maybe the universe mm. is looking down at us, at people who are all thinking positive and, and, and doing their affirmations and visualizations, but not actually taking yeah. the action that reflects that. So what are some rituals that you practice daily? Oh, I try. I mean, the 21 rituals in the book, because they're very, they just can be done in a matter of moments. <laughs> I practice them all, really. Oh, okay. I learned um, gratitude, taking time out, tidying one thing a day, faking a smile, even if I don't feel like smiling, because the physical action of faking a smile, there is research out there. And all the, all the rituals are backed up with research. So you can find out with the footnotes that they're all studies to show Faking a smile actually can trick your mind into thinking that you feel better. Mm. There are so many simple actions. Even taking a selfie when you fake a smile can actually boost your mood. Things <laughs> like that and, and gratitude and, <laughs> and, and having just having positive actions is my mantra now. I want to be a woman of action mm, I love it. more than anything now in my life. Because I found that when I'm taking action and I'm doing things, life just feels more fulfilling and rewarding. Mm. I, Ten or so years ago, I was too thinking I could change my world with my thoughts. And I forgot that I had to actually get off my backside and do something. <laughs> <laughs> you have to do something. I agree. I think the times where you feel anxious, afraid, or just not in a good space, it's because you're spending too much time in your head. Yeah. And when you actually just sit down and do something, it doesn't feel as heavy anymore. Like it's things are easier when you're in action. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just take some positive action. Mm. And the book is a guideline. It takes you through a whole day of 21 things you can do in a day that will show the universe 
that you are viable and somebody who deserves success and to attract things into your life because you're not going to get attract good things if you don't send out the message that you are actually willing to take action rather than just think about taking action and and just I think a lot of us just think if we dream and hope enough that it's going to happen but it's not we we, we have to get out there and do yes Yes. So, Teresa, what are you excited about now and what is next for you? Next for me? Well, Rituals has done so well that I've been signed up for two more Ritual books. <gasps> wow. A massive Ritual a Day, Ritual Yearbook, and then Rituals to Connect with Nature. It really wow. has. I was very surprised because it, I didn't, I thought it would just be a lovely book. But actually, I can see it actually fills a gap in my writing because a lot of my writing has been quite academic mm -hmm. or, or anecdotal. And then I brought in the scientists. And what was missing was maybe the practical element. Yeah. And 21 yeah. Rituals actually brought in practical exercises you can do. And, and people have really enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. I think we all need these reminders sometimes that are quite simple mm -hmm. and easy to do. I've been phoned up to do two more of those, which I'm very excited about. Amazing. And I've also been working, I, I recorded a video this week, actually, with a wonderful lady called Melanie Tony Evans, who is a, one of the world experts in narcissistic personality disorder. And I've been working with her, looking at the spiritual perspective, because a lot of people who are empaths and sensitive, when they encounter people who are very narcissistic, it's a real clash. And I've been looking at the that this is a, a new thing that I've been been working on and um, looking at. We do live in a world now where more more narcissism is taking over, mm -hmm. and to to try and and to counter that that with a spiritual perspective. And what do you do when you encounter a narcissist, somebody who actually has zero yeah. empathy? That's very mm -hmm. hard for somebody who's empathetic and and loving and giving to deal with. And we recently recorded a video together about why narcissists tend to target light workers or empaths, and that's doing very well. So I'm working yeah. on that. I've also worked with a, a medium, Claire Broad, in the UK, who I think is very interesting lady. All sorts of things. I'm forever busy. <laughs> I love it. I love that you continue to explore and write and work with, like, you collaborate with so many different types of people. It's very interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to actually focus a bit more. I have done a masses of collaborations, you know, like, I remember last time I was talking to you about the Jedi Knights and, uh, and all sorts of things. Yeah, and I've met Daniel he's and he's great. He's, just, he's really <laughs> cool guy, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, I know. And yeah. I do love doing that because I learn and hopefully they learn. Um, but I think... Moving forward, I'm going to be focusing much more on rituals because mm -hmm. it's done unexpectedly well. Yeah. It's quite exhausting, all these collaborations. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you're super busy. But rituals is great because I think it's so simple. Yeah. I, yeah. So congrats on that. And I'm so happy for you. Thank you, love and dear. And I look forward to reading yeah. your book. <laughs> One day. It will come. It will come soon. <laughs> so now I want to jump into some rapid fire questions. This is something okay. new that I'm doing for this season. So just answer whatever's off the top of your head. What does your dream life look like? It is like a fairy tale. There's always fairy tale elements in there. I love that. What is one book or resource that you recommend to everybody? Apart from my own. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a trouble. Oh my goodness, it's because I said... Deep into my own project, you oh, could pick oh. one of your own. What is I would one? say the power of now is is oh always yeah, I love that book one. I return to Eckhart Tolle all mm -hmm. time and time again. Mm -hmm. What is one habit or activity that has changed your life? Getting up earlier. Mm. What time do you get up? Five or six. Wow, 
Yeah, that's something that I need to work on. <laughs> but what is? <laughs> yeah. It's easier when you get older. When you get is married, it? it does get easier. But <laughs> I, I find that those golden hours in the morning, where it's peaceful and quiet, is where you set the intention for the rest of the day, mm, the tone. And I do find actually now, if I sleep in and I miss that opportunity to get organized and have some time just to focus, that my day never pans out as well. Yeah, that's good advice to have that me time in the morning. Yeah, just a bit of quiet and also to sort of set the tone. And I try to avoid looking yes. at my email or my phone because if I do that, the message I'm sending out to the universe, I guess, is that everybody else's needs are more important or, mm. you know, I'm not focusing on what my intention is for the day. It's very hard because, you know, it becomes quite addictive, when, especially when you're busy and you've got mm-hmm. things to answer. But I try to use that time to to plan out the next chapter of my book or, or what I want to focus on. Or simply tidy that. up sometimes because yeah. the house is a mess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So next question is, best life or career advice you've ever gotten? Best, oh gosh, do something you love. Mm. Yeah, do something you love. And and a lot of people don't quite know what that is. And this is, what, what does make your heart sing? Because it's got, if you're passionate about it, go where your heart is. Because when you do that, good things follow. Mm. because so often in my life I've done things because I thought oh that sounds good or that'll make me look good oh that's gonna pay me a lot and they've never really given me the fulfillment yeah of when it's something that I'm really excited about there's nothing beats getting up in the morning because you're working on a project and you can't wait to get to it Mm. and it's awful when you're working on a project and you're just doing it because you've got to fulfill the contract or you know, you, it, it's just wonderful if you can find something. Basically, if you can do something that you do for free, yeah, <laughs> you do it anyway, whether you're paid or not. That is bliss, I think. Yes. And lastly, finish the sentence. The most amazing part about life is... Possibilities, yeah, and learning. Mm, learning, it. learning. I think that's why we're here. We're here to learn and to grow. I agree. All right. Well, thank you so much, Teresa. This was so much fun. And I am just so proud of what you're doing. I think the work that you're doing is very important and you're so courageous to put it out there. Also, your zest for life is very contagious. <laughs> oh, thank you. And I, I'm in awe of what you do. Honestly, you, 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 you reach you. so many people that I could never dream of. Through the, the beautiful way that you present everything. I mean, I, I get your newsletters and everything, and it's absolutely oh. divine. You know, you've been touched by something. Thank you so much. Um, and you have a way of reaching people that someone like me could never do. And just keep, don't ever stop doing it, please. Thank you so much. You're so sweet. So lastly, where can our listeners find you online? Oh, www.teresachung.com. And I'm also on Facebook. I have an author page on Facebook. Yes. So listeners, make sure you check out her newest books, Premonition Code and Rituals. I'll have all the links to her website and the books down below, as well as your previous works that I've been a big fan of, like the birthday encyclopedia book and oh, the dreams. Still doing so well. I know. The dream Thank books. You. Those two are so Thank fun. Thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. I hope you have a great day. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Now I am so curious to hear what you guys think of this conversation, what you think about Teresa. If you are in that Lavender Lifestyle Facebook group, definitely share your thoughts and your feedback there. I would love to see it, just to hear what you guys are thinking. To be honest, when Teresa reached out to me about her book, The Premonition Code, months ago, I was a little bit skeptical. I was like, ooh, this topic is so left field. It's so strange. It's definitely not something that you hear every 
every day. It's not something regularly or widely accepted. So yeah, just like the ability to see into the future and scientifically backing that, I thought it was so different and I didn't know what to expect. And to be honest, even though she sent me the copy, I only read the first chapter and I didn't give it a deep dive. But after this conversation, I'm definitely interested in picking up that book again and reading it through, just seeing what they find because I'm so curious about that scientific part. And to me, the most exciting thing about this conversation is just knowing that there are people out there, scientists out there trying to study and learn more about spirituality and consciousness about the inner world because for so long science and spirituality were kind of like very separate things it's just a very exciting time to be in and i'm proud to know someone like teresa who's doing work in this field and bridging that gap and learning more and more and more about the human experience the spiritual experience and trying to make sense of it all i also appreciate her reminder that rituals and taking positive actions little positive actions every day is so important in driving our life forward in kind of manifesting the life we desire manifesting is not just about positive thoughts and thinking yourself into the future that you want but also just physically doing those things sometimes we get caught up in on one end or the other and i really think you do need both you need to have the mindsets and the thoughts that are positive but also taking those positive actions and by positive actions it's just simple things like putting your phone away, smiling to others, being kind to strangers, simple things like that that make us feel so much better in the now. And I loved that she mentioned that negative thoughts are necessary sometimes. Sometimes they're impossible to not have. It's just a natural part of being human and negative thoughts are there to sometimes protect us or make us aware of what we should be aware about. So that was nice. And lastly, I just love Teresa. I don't know, for some reason, she just has a great energy about herself. She's very sweet. And even though she's so accomplished, she's been working in this field for so many years, like decades, she's still so humble and real and she sees you like eye to eye I just love that about her so I hope that you guys can feel that too through the podcast she is just shining her light doing what she loves she seems excited about everything that she works on and I think that feeling that she gives off is a result of that and that feeling is contagious it makes me wish that I can leave that feeling to every person that I speak to I think it's very important you can just tell that someone's living their best life by how you feel just by being around them I think yeah that tells a lot so anyway I hope you enjoyed this one have a beautiful day and I will see you guys or talk to you guys next time all right that's it for today's episode thank you so much for listening to the lavender lifestyle if you like this podcast please show your support by leaving a review on itunes next make sure you check out the 2019 artist of life workbook and the daily planner by lavender on my website lavender.com shop Lastly, you can catch me on YouTube and Instagram at Lavender, where I have even more content for the artist of life. Sending you so much love. Bye.